As is always, we do a little bit of sound check before we say anything meaningful. Do we ever say anything meaningful? Well, that's not the point. <laughs> I think it's actually exactly the point. I mean, you come in here expecting meaningful conversation. No, Have you listened to the back catalogue? No, I come in happen. here expecting meaningless conversation. <laughs> if we go for meaningful conversation now, people will be really disappointed with the lack of drivel that they get. So if it's meaningless conversation, we're the conversation you don't call back. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. <laughs> <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Before we start recording, I did say that, and then you started recording and I repeated it. I, I want to be able to listen to this while I, I'm at home masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I can't now talk without thinking of you with Todd. No, now you've got to say it like, I would like to thank Daniel for all his hard work. Oh, hard, <laughs> moist work. Actually, do you know, that, that's, you've, you've, you've sort of reminded me of something that I, I, I felt like talking about. And actually, since you've brought it organically into oh, the conversation. Oh, wanking. No, right, look, we had my, my Lucy Award on here earlier, when we, which, um, yeah. which I got for She's Best She's got Travel. a camel toe, yeah. And, I, and I, everybody expected me to do some sort of long rambling speech would be ridiculous. And I didn't. I just walked up, said, I'm very grateful, thank you very much, and walked away. And the whole room looked really disappointed. And I thought about it since. And every time I watch an award show, somebody gets up and then they start thanking people. And I've decided that the next time I get an award, I'm going to get up and read off a list of people that wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a much more interesting thing to read. Out. Just get up. I'd like yeah. to thank everybody for this award. Here's my list of people that wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. Now, that, that leads me to what I think is the best awards acceptance speech or phrase I've ever heard. Vic Reeves, when he got his comedy award for Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, back in the day when it was all fresh and new and everything, received an award and he went up and he said, I'd just like to thank the Spanish for their marvellous onions. Thank you very much. <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> you see, all of this success, Dan, that you're having now in business is causing me enormous problems. Enormous. Because <laughs> I used to describe you as the most useless person I know. However, now, inconveniently, I need to describe you as the most successful, useless person that I know. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm allowed to be successfully bad. Yeah, well, I mean, you're doing fantastically. Did that sound what right? was that word? Fantastically. fantastically. <laughs> My microphone's disworking. We should get this show underway and explain what's going on. So, uh, season two. Episode six, technically six A. Is it episode six, six, six B? Well, no, it's it's episode season two, two, episode of, two. Se- of season two. Let's do that. Season two, episode two. <laughs> season two, episode two. Should we do Star Wars, Star Trek? What is it? It's like Star date four two one nine seven. We're on route. Shed date. Oh, let's shed just date. do the date. Why don't we do that? Well, that's just ridiculous. Who would measure time in like the days, months, and years? Because yeah. then we, we'd say the date that we recorded, and not that the date matter. that it's. It's published. It doesn't matter. Okay. But this will be a record of humanity for archaeologists oh in my like God, the year that, 5000. That's not good. They'll Shed say. date. That's not good. What The one link we've got to those missing years of the early 21st century is these podcasts. Ah. And they'll judge society so middle on the back of sit. us. I don't think they'll judge society on us. 
There are about a million podcasts. 999,990 no, of them are better than us. And the other nine that aren't are seven-year-olds who are trying to be YouTube champions. <laughs> well, we'll, I like we'll, them. we'll surpass them in the end. <laughs> <laughs> in death. Yeah, absolutely. Legends in our own minds. No, because like when, when the great disaster happens, like all almost all data in the world will be erased except for our podcast. And then humanity will recover and they'll look back on this and they'll say, ah, those are the forefathers of our religion. So Faces for Radio will be the basis of a new religion. Absolutely. They'll have cathedrals ah. with our faces. I'm liking it. I'm liking the, that. On the corners of it. Do yeah, you know what? No, that sounds good. Do you know what? 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 <laughs> it's season two, episode two of Faces for Radio. It is <laughs> January the 25th, 2019. I'm Danny Lenahan. I'm Phil Close. And I'm definitely Tim McEwen. You, you definitely, definitely are. are. Yeah, absolutely. And you're definitely something else as well, but there's, we're not going to say it. There's a massive twat. <laughs> well, you said it. I didn't say it. No. Look, I'm here to bring peace, harmony, and truth. Another and another pullover. To be fair. <laughs> this is my favourite pullover, okay? To be fair. So don't diss it. All three of us are twats. He's wearing That's a Gantt the whole pullover. Point. Philip. The, the one you took the piss out the other day was a Gantt pullover. Yes, I know. It's I'm exactly not, the same. Except I'm not getting mauve. involved. I'm not getting involved. It was mauve. This one's navy blue. Yeah, but who wears mauve? It wasn't mauve. It was maroon. It wasn't maroon. I, I thought it was plum. It was, actually, didn't I say burgundy on the podcast? I thought it was plum. Was it plum? It, yeah. It was I a plum didn't choose in a massive plum. <laughs> I didn't choose that pullover. That one was chosen for me. I wouldn't have picked that one. More who, point, who chooses your pullovers? Um, my fashion advisor. Your wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, today's show. Lots of things to talk about. We've got a bit of epic telebox nestness with the return of the Grand Tour. We have, uh, I was going to suggest bad, awesome movies, but it's just really a bad movie. I.O. It's a really oh, bad movie. That one, it's, it sets a new benchmark. It makes Bird Box look good. It very good, but makes Bird Box look very good. <laughs> yeah, makes it look completely watchable. But I, let's not spoil our review for later. Timothy. Yes. So, I've noticed something. Yes. Your phone. Oh, yes, my phone. Yeah, It's uh, very handy. It's, uh, a lovely, can, it's a lovely looking Samsung. People can phone it. It's, it's a lovely looking Samsung. It, it's I not, mean, it, not, it looks stylish. How did Samsung come up with that design? I'll tell you what, that Samsung case really sets it off. It does. It looks like a lovely Samsung handset. Okay, okay. What happened okay. to your Samsung? Um, well, um, what happened to my Samsung was um, I replaced it. With? Well, just the screen. Mm, no, I spent as much money as I would have done replacing the screen <laughs> on a new phone, on a brand new on phone, on a new iPhone eight plus. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that you. Uh, it's nice that you upgraded to an old phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's absolutely awesome. Actually, I, I very much recommend it. What would be good though is if it were developed onto the point where there was no need for a pesky home button. Imagine if Apple did that. Well, that would be great. Wouldn't I think it? you'll find my phone. Doesn't have a pesky home key. And more to the oh. point, for the first time ever, I've got the most modern phone of the three of us. You have. What's that? Which about? is amazing. That is incredible. That's is that an XR happened. or an XS? It's an XR. Yeah. XR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Good. I think uh, phone. My good lady has an XR, and uh, uh, so both your good ladies have an XR. Yeah, only me lagging behind with the yes. eight plus. I didn't Sadly feel the need. Lacking. I really didn't feel the need to go to the XS. Uh, do, you, do you know what? For the first time ever, as well. My wife has a better phone than me, which never happens, because <laughs> she's got a, an XS and I have an X. I didn't feel the need to steal her upgrade this time. No, I, I mean, ever. We're sort of getting to the point now where 
are phones really that disposable inside two years? Well, I don't think they are. I mean, I've got a, an annual upgrade now on my phone because I travel to the States so much that I had to pay for a package, which... So why haven't you upgraded me, from an eight yet? Well, that it's coming in September. What's travelling to the States got to do with it? My, my well, I get the free... I get, um, Hang if, on, if you, I, get, you get a yearly upgrade and you still have an iPhone 8, even though the iPhone 10 has been out for nearly two years. Well, I didn't like the look of it. Oh. It's not been out for two years. It's been out for about 14 months. What? 15. Okay, 16. All right. Six, it's nearly two years. A year and a half. <laughs> let's not. Let's, anyway, let's not quibble. Here's um, a hair. The original. Going to split it. <laughs> the original right question the was. Sorry, um, continue. About the Samsung phone, which um, was if, if anyone wants <laughs> was a shit. Samsung Galaxy S6 with a crack screen, with a well, let's call it damaged, marked, um, knackered, <laughs> urban decoration. Um, perhaps it, you could use it to um, if you've got a wobbly table in the Fist dining room you could use that but um, I mean the thing the good thing is it did last a good long time before you actually broke the screen didn't it a week wasn't it <laughs> was it a week before you smashed the screen <laughs> no, no no it was no, because you no, came on a podcast and it you, wasn't... you gloated about how you'd got a new phone and then in the middle of the same podcast you actually confessed to the fact that you'd broken the screen in the first week <laughs> it wasn't a week I think we made to nine days nine days <laughs> Uh, that is an uh, look, if record. you say it nine days like that, it sounds really quick. But, you know, if you're all, like waiting for a bus for nine days, that feels like a long time. i tell you what I will say. The one thing that Apple have now definitely got right was it, it was always easier moving from one phone to another because you had that whole iCloud backup thing. Mm. But you still had to go back and find all your passwords and blah, blah, blah. And Not now, anymore. Oh, that's amazing. Keychain yeah. has changed yeah. everything, hasn't it? Keychain security is brilliant. And it's all it's got to do is look at your face and it will unlock anything. Which means you can pick up anybody's phone and show it to themselves and unlock their deepest secrets. Well, unless someone hands you their phone that's already unlocked. Why would you do that, Philip? I don't. I don't know. What anyone, I don't know anyone that would do that. Imagine oh. if your profile picture was a fit photo, not of yourself, but of two of the most twattish men you've ever met in Guilt, your life. Guilty. Do you, you realise, you two twats? What grief that's caused me. Is it still because on there? I plugged my phone into my work computer. Excellent. <laughs> and it automatically uploaded Excellent. that picture as my Microsoft Super. profile picture as well. And sent it on every damn email I sent in the company and also to my customers, including the Royal Navy. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad we caught up. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, look, I'm going to get it out of the way because it's so tedious that we. But you know what? Philip texted us and told us that we need to watch the new Netflix super launch movie IO. And I, I do have to say that the only reason I recommended that is because when I logged onto Netflix on like Wednesday afternoon, it's the first thing that popped up. It, the, the trailer um, looked good, I have to say. Yeah, they did cut it quite well to make it look interesting. Really well. Yeah, yeah. And Kudos to that guy that edited that trailer. Absolutely. Yeah, because he, he took all the best bits of the film, if you can find any, and crammed it into those 30 seconds. Yes, he did. And let's face it, it does absolutely stick to the rules of epic techno-boxness in that it's trending now. Yes. It's Netflix's yeah. movie of the moment. Movie of the moment. And uh, utter drivel. Oh, oh god. my god! I'm never going to get that hour and a um, half of my life. I back. wrote some notes on it. Okay, so spoiler alert. So, basic the basic story, the basic premise of the story is we basically screw up the Earth. No one can breathe here anymore. Um, so, instead of actually solving that problem by maybe using some 
scrubbing technology to take the poisons out of the atmosphere, we all fuck off to Jupiter or Saturn or wherever. Well, Io. To Io, yeah. Which is the name which of the is, movie. It's yeah. the moon yeah. and Saturn. It's a uh, why is the movie called Io? Because to be honest with you, it doesn't really feature. And I was really excited about the name of the movie because... I remember back to... Because it was easy to remember? 2010, the Space Odyssey 2 movie. Yes, um, yeah, Where yeah. the Discovery is hot, is is orbiting around Io and it's all stained yellow because of the sulfurous volcanoes. And I thought, this is going to be amazing. There's going to be volcanoes and there's going to be action and everything. And you it only was... see Io mentioned in emails. No, or, no, no, no. You or, see it through the telescope. Oh yeah, but that telescope scene is the most ridiculous thing. Yes. How good I is that telescope? Ever seen. How they, good is that telescope? That telescope it is can as pick good. a space station orbiting Io on Earth <laughs> <laughs> using the tiniest telescope you've ever seen. Actually, the whole film started badly. I mean, the, the, the sequence at the start, the digitally animated one, where they talk about the launch, a hundred ships left Earth, and I watched yeah. that graphic and went. Well, there's about a thousand there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? That's yeah. ridiculous. And you basically just described the beginning of the film Wally as well. Uh, completely. Yeah. Then, <laughs> in fact, that's what it was. It was Wally. Yeah, without Wally. They With, were, without the comedy and without completely. any fun it was about whatsoever. That, yeah, so, Phil, were you wondering, Earth. where's Wally? I was actually looking, where Where was Wally? <laughs> that would where be a better Wally? name for the movie. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Some things I noticed. Firstly, opening sequence when she's um, riding through the... Or you just see the camera panning through the city and there's a bit of narrative over the top and what's happened and all that. All of the cars, mid-90s. Yeah, and by the way, just picking up on that... How weird is that? I didn't notice that. That's how low budget the movie was. The the only cars they could destroy were the ones they could afford, which were from 20 years ago. Yeah, but the thing is, she explained that there's very little oxygen. It's all been taken over. Exactly! Exactly! Internal combustion engine needs oxygen to actually work. I've got And she's riding the bloody quad bike, and I'm just sitting there going, how's that work? Yeah. How do you run a combustion engine without oxygen? How do you run a combustion oxygen? engine without oxygen? No, it's the first thing I wrote down on my yeah, phone. Yeah. Maybe it's some the futuristic other thing well model. There's a bit quite near the start where she goes to have a shower, and she gets down to her underwear. Yeah, that was fit. Right, so the only underwear to survive an apocalypse was dirty grey granny pants. Yeah, no, what How, was wrong with that? She's got the entire city to rob from. She could have at least picked up a thong from somebody. Well, there must have been a Victoria's Secret. You know what I mean? Which this show's sponsored by, by the way. But, and, and she and was the only person left on the planet. Why is she going to wear underwear? Why has she even got clothes on? Why is she... She should just walk around naked. Why is it she's spending the entire day masturbating like we would <laughs> if we were stuck on Earth? <laughs> alone. Forever. Well, let's face it, you can get caught. Yeah, well, you that, know, yeah, let's yeah. take the fun out of that, then. <laughs> Look, uh, one of the main things that the film failed on for me, and and um, story, I, I, cinematography, I do, um, I do want I special do, effects. I do start off with the film wanting to enjoy it. That's my start off point. Yes, but no, I don't. Almost, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> almost every film follows the three act um, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is set up, confrontation, and resolution. Right. Or as we know it, beginning, middle, and end. Okay. Yeah, but that's the that's the yeah. three act system of movie manufacture, and almost every movie has those elements in it. This obeyed none of that, a- apart from the setup. I, the setup it did okay, but then it just did nothing. No, yeah. and it, actually, the weird thing about it was as well. The, one of the first things I wrote down in the first ten minutes was. I liked the cinematography, and actually, I was like, kudos to the lighting guy. Nobody ever talks about lighting, and as a as a ex photographer, 
the one thing I know is that however good you are with a camera, you're only as good as the light you're presented with. And the people that do lighting on movie sets do it really, really well. And most directors of photography will know that they are... They may choose where the lighting goes, but the lighting guys or girls know how to get that right. And for the first 10 minutes, it was exquisite. And then it became a movie inside a shed and the whole thing just went to shit. It, you can have the best lighting in the world. If there's no story or no plot... It was it, awful it and it never recovered. No, Even that scene in the museum It made no the sense. The oh. whole story made no sense. To, and the ending makes the least sense out yeah, of everything. Apparently, he's, he's turned her down, but you can get her pregnant by getting nearer. But, but uh, yeah, isn't pa- she just dreaming that? I, see, I couldn't work out if that was a dream sequence or if she was dying at that point. No, she or was alive. Or if she actually had the baby. Where the pig died, she lived. What? Well, there was a pig in it, wasn't it? That she, they were proving. Oh, Lucy. Lucy the pig. Lucy the pig. Right, okay. I felt sorry for Lucy. I did feel sorry for Lucy. <laughs> but apparently humanity was saved by a bee. Have you two got old speckled hens? Yes, yes we have. We've done one. And we've actually done two of them. You've done two old speckled hens, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm well, feeling you're li- still lagging behind on the first one. I'm feeling a little bit tipsy. Coming. I'm feeling a little bit tipsy right now. Do you know what we haven't explained? Do you know what? Should we just draw a line underneath IO? Out of ten. Can we? Can we draw a massive line that just covers the whole film? Um, I'm going to say um, out of ten? two. A two out of ten? Dan? Yeah, I'm going to be a bit more generous than that, and I'm going to give it a three, because I thought the premise was nice, and I thought the early photography was nice. And actually, as actors, I thought they both did very well with a really bad script. I'm going to give it a minus five. Tim, Phil, I don't even know this, has come up with this theory, and that is that we are the natural successors to the obviously very well paid hosts the talented <laughs> it's not the, about money Dan the talented no, we don't want to do it because of the money no, no look actually, all the actually, fame look can I just correct you on a couple well, of things well hang on I haven't can even I... finished the sentence you feel like we are the natural successors for the Grand Tour presenting Present, absolutely pre- I believe so it's pre- not a theory either it's an eventuality and I, think, I, th- I think even our chemistry is actually better than the current three well, I like the current three, and I'm so pleased that they went on from Top Gear to do something else. And it just, Top Gear was feeling very stale. And then they moved over to Amazon, obviously due to some of And are basically doing exactly the same thing they were doing well, on the BBC. And all they had to do, all they had to do was get Clarkson to punch a producer, and magic happened. To get paid more. How's that for crime-paying kids? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. punch a producer, yeah. and then get yeah. a multi-million pound show yeah. on another platform that isn't live. Don't punch people, kids. Because it doesn't pay. Yeah. Actually, it does loads. <laughs> but I think, I think what, what, what would be great if it happened right now would be that um, a couple of car makers, who will obviously be amongst the viewers at home... Listeners. Um, will, ...will be listening to this and thinking, they are some radical dudes who represent exactly the people that would buy our car. That they when, use the word radical. So, so once, when, they've, once they've gone in their time machine and come back from 1991, when, when people stop using the word radical... And so, even then, only in the circumstance where they were skateboarding. Okay, so talking about Grand Tour, so we've all watched last week's. I, think, I watched I think the first episode, yeah. The, the muscle car segment was amazing. What is, what is supposedly the defining characteristic of a petrol head? Ah, now, I was going to talk about this. If we're going to do the Grand Tour, there is a qualification. And that is? We must all have owned an Alfa Romeo. And we have. I have. So to qualify... Okay. To be the next presenters 
of the Grand Tour. Of the Grand Tour. Yeah. All that we need to have is we we need to have owned an Alfa Romeo. Check. And check. need to know nothing about cars at all. Check. Absolutely done. I, it's a shoo-in. Job done. Absolutely. And, and oh, and probably be ugly middle-aged twats. And be argumentative. Argumentative, ugly middle-aged twats. There's a lot of ticks in a lot of boxes <laughs> here. Seriously, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, it's, it's job a- done. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they should be sending the letters out now. Oh, I do love the Grand Tour. Yeah, uh, I do. I do really like it. I was looking forward to it starting. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those programs where there's not many at the moment where you, you look at it and, and they put the little teaser icon in Prime, yeah. saying it's coming. It's the only program that I look at going. When is it going to well, be? And you here? know we're enthusiastic because I texted you both on our WhatsApp group and just went, um, "Are you guys going to watch the Grand Tour?" <laughs> and Tim was already watching it, and you were about to put it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like the stars had <laughs> aligned for us, hadn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. I have to wait because Cheryl really loves watching it as well. She's a complete petrol head, so I have to wait until she's around. It's not that she's sexually attracted to James May. No, I think it's Jeremy Clarkson. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd go for Richard Hammond. I think about, he'd be more energetic in bed. Seriously, the only, I mean, what was it? What was it? He crashed last year. Rimac, a Rimac one, a Rimac one, which does sound yeah. like a lady shaver. And uh, well, uh, but costs over a million euros. Yeah. Well, yes. To build, and, and he, it burnt for a year. It burnt for a week. It didn't burnt it? for a week. Yeah. Burnt for yeah. a week. Yeah. Each each battery cell in sequence burst. I, I did quite like that moment they, where they set up the track. I really didn't understand the whole point of having, like, you know, obviously we're talking about series one of, um, uh, sorry, series two, episode one, um, where they, they've got three awesome American muscle cars. And the track they build has them going down to a near standstill through yeah, a chicane. It, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't, it didn't understand work, did the point no, of doing that. It should have been a fast track. With, yeah. With, it should have been a NASCAR track. Is what yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we all know American cars can't turn very well. But I, I really like those cars. And what I thought was great about them was they were ridiculously powerful, undrivable, yet achievable if you saved up hard enough. Yeah, only, exactly, yeah. It was only the Exorcist that was really undrivable, and I loved it. I think it looked amazing. Um, didn't wasn't very noisy, though, was it? But the, Mus- the Mustang, you say affordable. The Mustang costs the same as my Audi S5. Less? 44? Yeah, and yours was 48 second hand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, mine's 48 second hand. So, how, many, how, how powerful is your Audi? Uh, mine is uh, 354 horsepower. And how much was the, how powerful was the Ford? I think it was... was it like eight, 825 No, 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 it wasn't that one. That was seven, 700 horsepower, I think. Seven, seven, 700 horsepower. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've but got you know... 275 in the Jag, and that's quick. Yeah. Yours is another level of quick. Yeah, and that's... But but what you got to remember, mine's, mine's 354 horsepower to four wheels because it's a quattro. And also, Tim's got a sensible car so he can carry pullovers. <laughs> you can get quite a few pullovers in the back of my estate, yeah. But he it? has got parking sensors. Can I just say, this uh, Brewdog Cybernaut, nice beer. Not a nice bad beer, one. Yeah. Not a bad one. We're, we're all yeah. agreed on yeah, this particular beer. Yeah. So, so far, just to be clear, we've done two. We've done a bottle each of uh, Dregs of Humanity, <laughs> which was 12%. Our own homebrew. Homebrew. We've done a bottle each of Old Speckled Hen. Yeah. You guys then went on, you did a, a Earl Grey IPA. Yes. Which is also homebrew. And I've done two Cybernauts. You've done two Cybernauts, yeah. and I'm on a Cybernaut right now. Yeah. I can and we're only... It's greasing like, the wheels, shall we say. And I've already taken three Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should point out to the viewers at home, it is 10.34, and Dan hasn't sneezed yet. He says this is because of Benadryl, but um, we can attest to the fact that he... 
almost force feeds himself Benadryl whenever we get to the pub <laughs> and still sneezes an awful lot. I've taken two back to back. I can feel myself getting sniffy. Yeah, we can see you getting sniffy as well. Yeah. And and the viewers can see you getting sniffy. It's they can, yeah. They, they can almost see the redness <laughs> in his eyes. So the Grand Tour. Yes. I liked yeah, it. But the, like you say, the turnaround in Detroit is, is quite heartbreaking, really. You know, that that's the Motor City. And that's, this is, this you know, is the that's third where, season as well, isn't it? Is it third no, season? No, second. No, it's third. It's third. It's the third season. Because the first, yeah, 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 yeah. the first one, they had that really crappy section of celebrities oh, coming to see them did. where they blew up and they died. And the angry American driver. Oh, he was everyone, rubbish. Everyone hated him, yeah. yeah the, that's the, why the they replaced driver it so with the uh, rally driver that's on there now. Okay, so talking about the driver now, but how good is that go. McLaren Senna? Oh, what a car. What a car. And but it looks horrid. But yes, the very first second I saw it on the screen, I just said to Cheryl, that's disgusting. I don't like that. But the more I watched it, the more I saw it on the track, the more I thought, what a car. Yeah, I don't... I, I've got... A th- it's amazing that it's it's road legal. I really like supercars. I'm not a fan of hypercars, with with maybe two exceptions. I do like the original Pagani Zonda, which I think is a fabulous-looking vehicle. Anyone that's watched... Jerry Adams, uh, not Jerry Adams, Jerry, Jerry Anderson, the, the, the Sinn Fein uh, president, the, <laughs> yeah, the head of Sinn the IRA, yeah. famous for making Thunderbirds. I like my car, um, but anyone who watched those programs <laughs> with like the buttons and the toggles and and everything, that Pagani Zonda really satisfied my childlike want for a car with a crazy interior. Yeah, and the only hypercar I think I really love because it looks more like a supercar than a hypercar. Um, well, there's two actually. There's the Bugatti Veyron and the Chiron. I think are both stunning looking cars, but they're definitely hypercars, aren't they? I don't like the Bugatti. I have to say, um, oh, I love either it. of them. No, oh, this, this show is sponsored by Bugatti <laughs> <laughs> Chiron. If you're going to get car. to a place very quickly, no, 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 accept no substitute. But Phil's microphone is sponsored by McLaren Senna <laughs> <laughs> because what a car! I have to say, I mean, it's you, not often that Clarkson. It's not often that Clarkson. He really committed to that bet didn't he He was like this is going to be faster and he didn't think it was going to be faster than the aston which of course is not road legal yeah was it the vulcan the vulcan yeah yeah, the aston martin vulcan yeah it's not not street legal no not street legal no yeah it destroyed it by four seconds yeah Yeah, killed it and that's a big i think it's only a minute and something to go around the track it was that's a huge difference but the thing is that i mean the the telling thing about the center was when they did the brake test and you saw it go from 100 miles an hour oh, yeah, yeah. to stopping to zero. Up against, what was it, a 350Z or something? Or was that- no, no, it was a Jag. It was a X- oh, is that X- XK. XK, yeah. yeah. it was, yeah. And um, I mean, it just stopped, I mean, on a dime. Like, that is that is what stopping on a dime looks like. Your eyes would be in the back of your well, head. The Man. car doesn't weigh anything, does it? And of course, it's got, it had that no, whole... No, yeah, it's all carbon fibre. Well, and also the air brake. I mean, I remember when the Veyron first yeah. came out and they did the first test of the Veyron on Top Gear. One of the things that was really obvious on it they were talking about was the air brake was something like three times more powerful than the mechanical ceramic mm. brakes. Just the, the, the disrupting the airflow was enough to slow that car down by a massive proportion of the actual mechanical braking. Well, anyone who's ridden a motorbike will tell you that if you pop up at speed, you'll... You, you'll you not come cut. off the back. <laughs> well, not if you're strong. <laughs> no, the, I have actually come off the back of a bike as a pillion passenger. Not when you were... I, Tim took me on the back of his bike once, and it. What? And it did was, he take you for a ride as well? I'll tell you now. <laughs> it, it, I know he regrets it because I'll never get on the back of the bike with him ever again. 
Right, result, okay. Because I was screaming like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely screaming. I was terrified. But back in back in about back in about the late nineties, after I'd recovered from my bike crash and I'd got my counsellor had said you need to get back on a bike and, and, and I was like, Yeah, okay, I'll do it and I did and I got back on a bike and actually it calmed me all down. Um I was on the back of a an Aprilia two fifty. That's a jumpy bike at the best of times and fast i mean it was the one that was it was it was the what it was, was the it? race homologation one wasn't it it was it the 250s or 250r was it something rc250 like rc250 that's it yeah and it, it was in it was in the same classification as the um cbr 400 in track racing yeah and of course the cbr 400 had the top end speed all day long but couldn't touch the prillier in corners at all and i was going up to box hill with a friend of mine somebody i used to work with who had a who had a, an rc250 and we hit a bump and of course it's not designed to have a billion passenger anyway and he, we hit a bump and i came off the back of the bike like just flew into the air and he felt me come off and the back end of the bike go up so he slammed on the brakes and so what happened was i then piled into the back of the bike <laughs> nuts first dragged us both up across the tank and so that both of our knees were underneath the handlebars until we actually stopped and then just fell over because there was neither of us could get our feet down because our legs were literally wrapped underneath the handlebars and i've got to say i my i must have led there for about 40 minutes unable to move because my bollocks had been used as brakes are you wearing any clothes at the time yeah i was full leathers you weren't in my imagination Wasn't Interstellar actually nominated for Oscars? Oh, oh, that is such a good film. It's an amazing movie. It's we should, so we should point out to the viewers at home that Dan and I <laughs> Listeners. have been asking Phil to watch this movie yeah, and, you know, for ages. No, actually, I need to say something here. Because I've looked, I've read an argument between you two this afternoon on WhatsApp, <laughs> right? About about the Eisen-Rosen-Bridge Stein. Einstein-Rosen-Bridge, which is the actual name for a wormhole. The Einstein-Rosen-Bridge... And to talk about gravity around black holes and about yeah. habitable planets within the proximity of black holes. Yes, which and, wouldn't exist. And about yeah. Nobel laureate prize winning... Um, so can I just explain... Burger chefs. Can I just explain <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Professor Kip Thorne, Nobel laureate, having won the Nobel Prize for Physics yeah. and the Einstein Award for, for Research Physics, yeah. was co-writer and executive producer on Interstellar and is regarded amongst the astrophysics community as the gold standard of realistic science fiction. And can I point out the fact that the same Mr. Kip Thorne released two books on the back of Interstellar, um, with the first one being entitled The Science Behind Interstellar, where he actually does go into detail as to where he used a little bit of artistic license. Well, of course when it there was artistic license. You can't well, just show a picture of a star... And say, well, um, we'll never go there well, because it's impossible. The whole basis then the film of the would story. Not, not well, work. the whole, you know, come on, come on now. The whole basis of the story it centers around a wormhole and a black hole. Okay, and hang on, what's the difference between a wormhole and a black hole? I thought they're the same thing. Okay, well, a wormhole doesn't exist and can't exist. Why can't it? Because the physics just don't actually so work. What, so, so, where does the Einstein Rosen Bridge come <clears> from? Well, that, well, it was it was Einstein. Is it theorized? It's theorized. Yeah, it was theorized by Einstein and um, I can't remember his first name, Professor Rosen. Um, <laughs> but um, 
that you could have <laughs> Mr. Rosen that you could have a fold in space that would bring two points closer together and it thus would make it easier to travel vast distances. It's a bit of a pipe dream. It's kind of you know how we've kind of thought up how we could travel vast distances without having to put the legwork in. Um, a black hole is a real thing. It does exist. It's it's the result of a collapsing star. Yeah, but what's in a black a hole? Neutron star. There's not neutron. In, not it, neutron star. In, there's, there's nothing in there. It's just a very, very, very dense ball of matter. So you could not fly a ball into, of matter. But so so dense. It's, it's devoid of matter. It, the the singularity within the center of a, of a black hole is basically a, um, a, a just a hole in space uh, with immense gravitational forces. See, I think the most the, the thing that most people should take from this movie is that for the first half an hour, Matthew McCunningflaps still mumbles. Yes, I he call does. Him Matthew McMumbly Pants. Yeah, because it, of that movie, it, he mumbles incoherently to the point where I had my my TV pretty much on full volume, See, trying to listen what the fuck he was trying to say. Mumble pants is what I used to call leggings, because the lips are moving, but you can't quite hear what they're saying. <laughs> Actually, I've taken something completely different from this whole conversation. And that is that Phil had three hours alone Wasted. at home. Wasted. And watched a movie. <laughs> what? I'd already masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a fun... I'm glad we did this. A few beers. Bit of a podcast. It was damn sight cheaper than going to the pub. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and actually, who doesn't? Who likes the pub, eh? I mean, come it's on. It's too bloody noisy. I've quite enjoyed it. I'll tell say. you what, I just can't handle the music the kids like these days. Oh, God, <laughs> them and their youthful vigour. Mm. We've had fun. We'll be back. Um, we'll be fa- back on... Monday. Monday. Mm. So, you've been listening to Faces for Radio. Drunken Edition. The Drunken Edition. It's actually, that was the... <laughs> I, I should point that out. When we were talking about going to the pub earlier, and I went, guys, do you want to hear my idea? And, and then Phil replied, I really hope he's going to suggest a drunken podcast. And I was like, drunken podcast! <laughs> drunken podcast! Do you, know the, do you know the funniest thing about that is I was writing that before you actually said, do you want to hear my idea? Because I was writing it hoping you were going to say, drunken podcast. Well, we were going to go and talk Pop- about... Pubcast. Pubcast. A pubcast. Oh, pubcast. Oh, pubcast. Pub yeah, but you wouldn't hear anything. It'd just be the music and then us trying to shout over the top of the and music. And our heads hitting the desk as we're drunk. <laughs> Me and sneezing. you sneezing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so, good. I've enjoyed it, chaps. Have you enjoyed it? I have. Absolutely. You've made yeah. Ten past eleven without sneezing. No, I'm, no way. I'm well impressed. Yeah. Miracle. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And you're not left yet because we're all getting a taxi together. Yeah, we haven't even ordered those yet. That's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, we can have one more drink. Can't yeah, we? of course we can. Yeah, let's have another drink. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. drink. it's a bottle of gin here. Oh, oh, we could just we could just carry on recording. Yeah, let's yeah. record some yeah. nonsense. Well, let's just do the outro and then we will record some more nonsense. Nonsense. What do you mean? Nonsense. Record some nonsense. You can't even say nonsense <laughs> anymore. As Bajran. As Do you know what's funny? We can listen to this back tomorrow, folks. and by the time we get to like an hour and a half, it's just going to be us going. Chinese pikeys. What do you mean sound like? <laughs> it's not many people can pull off sounding oh, like man. and looking like a Chinese bike. Well, um, can I finish off the show, Dan? Of course you can. So thanks very much for uh, watching. Uh, watching? For radio. What uh, is with you and the whole watching, viewing? Leave him alone, he's finishing us off. <laughs> can you see I me? I can see I you. I don't want him finishing me off. <laughs> I can... <laughs> I really don't want him finishing me off. Look, I can 
can see you. You can see me. Yes. Are we seriously thinking but some the other people poor fuckers listening to this? But the people this? out in podcast land can't see us unless we had a camera. Well, oh. you're beautiful people out there in podcast land. It's been our pleasure to be faces for radio tonight. I'm having a massive head rush. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Tim McEwen. I've been Danny Lanahan. And I've been Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> My lords, ladies and gentlemen. Twats. It is the end of thine podcast. <laughs> So, back at home, if you've been unfortunate enough to listen to this, I've been Tim McEwen. I've been Danny Lennon. And I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Good night. Did you just yawn, Philip? What was your name on MySpace? Danny James, probably. Mine was Tim, a.k.a. Captain Sinatogen, the multivitamin Avenger. <laughs> You're such a twat. <laughs> Imagine your business card. A bit like a ticker tape. <laughs> Just... Uh... <laughs> it really was... Yeah, really was. So my friend, my friend Matthew on Facebook, who I've only ever met in the physical universe twice. Would this be Matthew Crease? It would be Matthew Crease. Um, and big shout out to him because he's a top gentleman. Um, I'm going to edit him out and replace his name with somebody you hate. Okay, who nice. Don't you like? Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> he still refers to me sometimes as Captain Snatchin. Huh. We don't. We refer to you as Bellend. Which is more accurate. It is. Because I'm neither an Avenger or a (laughs) multivitamin-based life form. But you are the end of a bell. Yes. Precisely. true. The tip, some might say. (laughs) The mushroom head. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what Stormy Daniels said about Donald Trump's penis? It was like a micro-mushroom. Apparently. Apparently he's got a micro-penis. The smoking gun of the whole investigation is apparently... And this is not proven, so Donald Trump, please don't send your Secret Service agents to kill me, <laughs> that there's a nude selfie of Donald Trump in the evidence of Stormy Daniels. <laughs> like like Donald Trump listens to this podcast. Well, of course he does. There's a nude selfie. There's a nude selfie. Uh, uh, in, his security, in, in Donald Trump's security uh, briefing, which he won't read because uh, he can't, um, <laughs> they'll say, oh, they talked about you in Spaces for Radio again, Donald. Oh, like, oh, a 70, was he 77? Wait, 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 wait. I'll get him on the phone. Donald. Yes. Is there a nude selfie of you? I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs>